From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from your friends at TV Guide. I'm your Survivor-obsessed host, Fox Van Allen, and joining me today is a man who's playing with so much fire, please don't let it burn him! It's Lance Cartelli! Hello, Lance! Hey, Fox, haven't been burned yet. No, Aha! No. You, unlike the, uh, unlike the subject of our episode here, who got a serious burn, uh, one heck of an episode last night. It was not a... Uh, it was not a brilliant strategic episode. Uh, no. What was it? Um, I guess it depends on who you ask. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna break down the entire thing here. Uh, we're gonna talk about that big, dumb, stupid, embarrassing move that Adam Klein will never live down, and why it was brilliant. Uh, we'll talk about the big, dumb, stupid move by Sarah that made her a target out of nowhere, and uh, we're gonna talk about the first ever Edge of Extinction alliance built around delicious, junky peanut butter. Uh, and we're going to do it all today here, Lance. Uh, I think we've got to start with our, our biggest headline here. And uh, would you like to guess what that headline is, Lance? I'm going to guess it's Adam. <laughs> it is Adam. Uh, not just the fact that Adam goes out of the game here, but more the the manner in which he goes out of the game. Um, first of all, uh, it's in a way, it's brilliant, right? Like, in a way, it's brilliant because... It, they're, this floor to the lease that looks an awful lot like oh, Denise's God. idol is just sitting there in plain view on Jeff's voting podium. And, you, you know, the guy's got nothing to lose. So he goes over and, and tries to yank that thing off the podium. And it turns out, nope, just just part of the just part of the set. Sorry, buddy. Um, what, do you, what did you think about I this move it. here? I loved it. You know, he... Obviously, like, it doesn't take a genius to kind of read the room a little bit. And he knew the writing was on the wall. The writing's been on the wall for a while. So, you know, you got to throw your Hail Mary. You got to try whatever. You got to shoot your shot. And that's what he did. So I respect it. And I think he knew that it wasn't going to work out. But, like, you can't leave thinking, what if it actually was? So I I don't hate it, but it was... It was, you know, chef's kissing the fingers. Yeah, he, uh, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna challenge what you said there, because I, I kind of get the feeling like he thought it would work out. Like, there, he seemed oddly confident about this, um, and he, he went for it. I mean, good for him, but he was even suggesting a little bit that he was playing a little bit more aggressively in this particular yeah. round, because he thought that was an idol, and that he'd be able to save it, uh, save himself with it if everything went wrong. So, um... So he, he thinks that was his mistake. I, I would counter that that was not necessarily his mistake. I, I think the reason why he went out of the game has been building for like the last like 22 days here. Um, I don't think it's any one thing that, that causes it. But I, I mean, I really, I do love the, I do love the, the attempt here. I feel like it, it, feel, it felt a little too smart for Survivor um, that, that this would just be there without any kind of clue or hint. Um, although maybe someone else got the hint and, and Adam didn't. So, you know, you, you got to go for it. Um, but uh, but I think the real the real part about this that I love um, is what Jeff did. Like, I think like Adam trying it like brings it to one level. But Jeff's response to Adam doing it like brings it to a whole whole other level. Right. Because because Adam goes up there and he just tries to take apart the podium and everyone's like, what the hell is going on here? Um, and, you know, Adam's just like, oh, well, is this, is this not anything? It, it looked like maybe it was something. And then Jeff, just, and then Jeff comes yeah. at him with a, you're convinced it's not? And that right there is why Jeff gets the big bucks here in, in, this, in this show. Um, yeah, lay the trap, let him walk right through it. I just loved how he just, like, approaches looked at him with such disdain. And then I thought one of his funniest moments was, like, it just deadpan, just part of the voting podium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, can, can I can I play it? I, I want to play that. And uh, you know, Jeff, Jeff you want to play this, <laughs> this thing that you can't get off the voting podium. And uh, yeah, I, I want to play that. Um, and you know what? Like, good good for Adam. Like Adam had a really good you know really good humor about it the whole time. You know, he was like you said, man. He was shooting his shot. Um, and even even Jeff uh, on on Adam's way out the door, uh, you know, Adam tells Jeff it was worth a shot, and Jeff tells him always, which is a really cool uh, a really cool Jeff moment there. I, I thought, um, yeah, good for him. You know, always inspiring and stuff. But I 
Adam should have been sent home once he called it Florida Lease instead of a Florida Lee. Anyways, so <laughs> yeah. But it's just funny. He's had so many errors, and he thinks that was like the one error that did it. Like you said, it's just all these things coming together, and he was entertaining. But my one big takeaway is how did he win? You know, like he <laughs> just seemed like an amateur compared to all the pros on here, and like. All the, I've kind of felt bad for all the people on Edge of Extinction. Like, this guy outlasted me? Are you kidding me? Well, it it, it, it turns out that uh, when you put Adam next to Hannah Shapiro, uh, Adam looks pretty good, I guess. Um, no, no, no shade there to Hannah. Um, fan of the, of course fan not. Of the, fan of the site, of course. Loves TV. Guys. Um, but it actually, uh, one thing that I did want to mention, and uh, it's, it's like the, uh, the day after, uh, kind of some information that I, I, came up with uh, Adam, uh, Adam Klein, the man, him, the man of the hour himself uh, on Twitter uh, was explaining himself and, and why he did it. Right. And apparently um, I, I know you're a big fan, Lance, of Survivor South Africa. Right. Um, of course. But this is actually something that happened in Survivor South Africa, that there was a hidden immunity idol uh, on the host podium and someone went for it and it was an idol. Uh, and it was kind of a, a, a little bit of a, you know, if it can happen there, why can't it happen in Survivor US? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, and we had a callback to that with Edge of Extinction where it was something from a previous season. So mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. And I also think in a future season, that is actually going to be something that is like there. Like, oh, I think the producers are like, thank you, Adam. You just gave us a great idea. 100%. It was never going to happen until Adam tried this. And now 100% it's going to happen in the future, for sure. He should get like a, he should get a producer credit or something just for coming <laughs> up with this. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but one, one more interesting thing. Uh, I know uh, if you've been paying attention to some of the past moments where Adam has been voting, uh, there were a couple moments where Adam's just kind of like looking around there, trying to hunt for an idol at tribal council. This is something he's trying to been, he's been doing all season long. Um, and he's always trying to find that advantage. And that's, I think that's a sign of a good player. Like that is a sign of a good player. Um, a lot of the other stuff that he does here, maybe not so much. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but, um, I, I his, think- his paranoia was just too much, but I agree. Like he's a fun element to add to the game, but if he could just tone it down a little bit and I just think being surrounded by other winners just sunk him because he's obviously confident in his own game, but he needs to be surrounded by players that aren't so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably for the best for any of these players. I mean, it's a lot easier for Kim to win the game when she's playing in one world against a bunch of Of children uh, who don't know how to play the game. So, you know, it's it's tougher this time because everyone presumably has some idea of how to play the game, you know, even if they made it there by accident. Who knows? Um, But uh, the interesting thing here is, though, you know, Adam goes home here. It doesn't look like that was necessarily what was going to happen the moment we all get back from tribal council. Um, it looks like there are a couple of different names on the block here. Um, his is one of them, but, uh, there are a few different people who really cause a lot of chaos here, aside from Adam, uh, that shift the vote around. And I'm talking about Nick and I'm talking about Tyson. Um, so uh, let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit before we get to tribal council here, because tribal council goes nuts, but, um, Nick is Nick is on the bottom here, and Nick is an obvious choice to potentially go home. Uh, he was on the block uh, the other, uh, the other, you know, three days ago, uh, despite it being his birthday. Happy birthday, Nick! Um, <laughs> but Nick uh, wants to just cause some chaos here, so Nick uh, gets together with Tyson and tosses out a lie that Sophie is putting Tyson's name out there, um, and. I, First of all, I, I love I love this move out of Nick here uh, because Nick does not necessarily seem like someone who is untrustworthy. Uh, if you hear it from Nick, you're, you know, I, I think more more often than not going to either believe him or want to investigate it. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like an obvious lie, um, despite the fact that he, he said, I think Sophie. Uh, probably a little bit stronger if he just said Sophie and rather yeah. try to figure out who I think it was. Um, but... Um, but this is interesting because all of a sudden this kind of puts Sophie, uh, who has not been in any kind of trouble here, at least uh, in a little bit of fire for a moment here, um, until the plan gets back to uh, gets around to Adam here, and Adam would rather go for Sarah 
And, you know, part of it is because, you know, Sarah made this move at the uh, reward challenge earlier. Uh, but part of it is also that he wants to break up Ben and Sarah. Because uh, I guess he's got an alliance with Ben. And we see how great that alliance is in <laughs> Tribal Council, don't we? Rock solid. Yeah. Um, uh, and then once Adam tries to shift the target away from Sophie, then all of a sudden the target starts to move back towards uh, towards Adam here because uh, Tyson tells Kim about Adam's plan uh, and then Tyson tells Tara about Adam and everything starts everything starts falling apart here uh, for Adam once Adam is a person throwing names out here um, it looks like Adam is in trouble and all of a sudden no one's worried about Nick at all um, that was that had to be the craziest you know post immunity pre-tribal that I've seen. Maybe ever, or definitely in a long time. It was just so interesting. And then I felt like we were all Jeremy, where we're just sitting there <laughs> watching, and we're all just like, wait, it changed again? Are you kidding me? Just laughing. Like, I just felt like he was our, I was a viewer through him and everything. I was living vicariously through him. And it was just, I had the same reactions as Jeremy. And it was just fun to kind of keep track of first it's Nick versus Adam, then Tyson gets thrown in, then it's Sarah or Sophie. And then, you know, back to Adam and then Jeremy's like, who are we going after? It was just it was nuts and it was a lot of fun. And I just I thought Nick did a great job to to capitalize on your point. He he did the the Game of Thrones thing. He's Littlefinger. Chaos is a ladder and the chaos is what worked for him. And I think he had it's another one of those Hail Mary things that just was executed better where he needs to do whatever he can to get the target off of him and to create a little chaos. Same that Tyson did. I think that was really fun and made a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. And and I do think we get a couple small hints here um, that Tyson is potentially in a little bit of trouble himself. Um, at least Nick mentions at a tribal council that Tyson's one of these names here. Um, during the weird back and forth madness that you hear Tyson's name come up once or twice. Um, and, you know, it's it, a part of that, you know, they're both embracing the chaos. And by doing that, they're making it a little bit less likely that it is them that night. Um, now, uh, I want to talk about, uh, the next, uh, you know, after everything starts falling apart with Adam, uh, after all the, the, the cat gets out of the bag, so to speak here, um, Adam and Ben have a conversation and I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this conversation, uh, where, where it's Ben. Oh, and I have thoughts. Yes. What, what are your thoughts on this conversation? Uh, I thought Adam just totally just crapped the bed. Like <laughs> when you're. You get an opportunity like that, you take it. Like, I know he doesn't want to throw people's names out and say anything and stuff, but I just, what his strat, like, what does he think was going to work? Like, he thinks not giving Ben any information or just being so bad at lying. Like, he was such a bad liar and everything you could just tell, like, this isn't the truth coming out. And I actually really liked what Ben did. And uh, I know Adam called this out, but Ben really took a page out of Boston Rob's mm -hmm. book. He put the onus on Adam. And Adam, being the awful liar that he is, didn't say anything. And that just felt like the nail in the coffin for him. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I noticed that a little bit too, where it was like, this was the same exact move that Boston Rob pulled, you know, in that, you know, first or second episode. Exactly. Uh, when Boston Rob heard his name thrown out there and needed to twist it around. So, you know, kudos to Ben for, uh, for figuring that out a little bit here. But, um, but yeah, Adam, in this moment here, uh, I, I think it's, it's good um, to compare this to uh, Tony. And, and Tony, is in, Tony is such an interesting, he has been like teaching a survivor masterclass this entire season where he's sitting down with people and he's giving them advice and, you know, he's, he's showing how survivors should be played. And there's a moment where Ben comes up to Tony and accuses Tony basically of the same thing. Like, hey, I heard you threw my name under the bus. And Tony's like, no, no, where'd you hear that from? What? No. And like, it's... That's super, how you have to react. It's super believable out of Tony. First of all, like, I, I'm... I don't know whether it was true or not. Like, I'll believe Tony. That that seems a lot more believable than Adam's like, oh, I don't want to tell you. Um, yeah, I don't think Tony would have initially reacted. Like, I think he would have had a different reaction if that was the actual truth. Yeah. I feel like my first my first instinct or first thought for Adam is, oh, man, just throw out, throw out Tyson's name. Throw out Nick's name. Just throw out a name. Uh, someone who's either on the bottom or close to the bottom, someone who is believable that they might be doing this, um, just to create a little bit of a little bit of confusion and a little bit of uh, plausible deniability here, because it really does seem like there is no denying that for sure Adam threw Ben's name under the bus and Ben picks it up. So like 
you know, again, kudos to Ben for for his play here. Um, but uh, this is a this is a this is not a great alliance. This is Ben and Adam alliance. No, no, this is it's one an of the, awful alliance. This is one of the shakiest alliances I've I've seen on. I can't believe they even call it an alliance because out of anybody there, I feel like Ben and Adam hate each other the most. Yeah, yeah, and for uh, I guess this is a great time to start talking about that tribal because you know the most of tribal there are two things going on. There are these 50,000 whisper conversations going on in the background. And then there's just Adam and Ben just like going at it while everyone else is strategizing. I I thought that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in Survivor. It's probably a hot take, but like (laughs) they're Adam. He knows he's on the hot seat. Ben even could be on the hot seat. And these two are just having the pettiest fight. And everyone's just strategizing around them while they fight. Like, Adam, what are you doing? Yeah. I liked what Nick did. He, he kind of just threw down the gauntlet and it's like, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to help. And that really turned the tribe alive. Mm. And Adam, Adam just played paranoid and just played scared. And he thought getting in this fight was going to do anything over these people obviously talking about him, you yeah. know, like it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good call out uh, because I, I too think Nick did a really good job here at tribal. Um, and you know, not everything that uh, Adam did here at tribal was terrible either. Uh, I really liked Adam's move where he goes over and talks to Nick and does oh, yeah. kind of like, they, I, I they're both on the up. bottom, they compare notes and Adam realizes that he's in trouble. So, you know, uh, plenty of survivors have gone home because they did not know that they were in trouble. Um, Adam knew that he was in trouble, uh, did not have, uh, the idol to protect himself, but, you know, step one is knowing you're in trouble. Step two is being able to do something about it. Um, uh, Nick, you know, once everything gets started there, you know, with all this chaos going on and all these side conversations, like how can, like, of course Nick's got to feel good about that. Like things are, things are looking wild. And I, I think the wilder things look there at Tribal and the more that Adam's there talking and just with a shovel digging and digging and digging a hole, uh, you know, it, uh, Nick looks better and better here because uh, at least Nick's not doing that. Yeah, and Nick had so many chances to really screw up his game. This is something I actually wanted to hit on earlier, yeah. but uh, he's lucky that he has like Michelle and people around him because he was just going to go blow up his game right after Tribal. And this is something we've seen from Nick before in the season that he won when he wasn't in the vote. He would just get so angry and it would kind of throw him out of his game and his rhythm and stuff. And he's very lucky that he had somebody there. And that kind of, I think, kind of centered him throughout the episode and really helped him uh, at Tribal as well. Yeah, I know we have a recurring segment here, uh, Don't Sleep on Sophie, but I, I want to I bring up a uh, sister segment here. Don't sleep on Michelle. Uh, I think there's a lot Michelle did that was great here. Uh, you know, Michelle commiserates with Nick and, and kind of talks him off a ledge a little bit. Um, and and when, when Nick's at Tribal, you know, explaining who the easy votes are, again, Michelle is not listed in those easy votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really goes to show, I, I think Michelle's position here is a little bit better than, uh, than it otherwise looks. Um, I, I know her yeah, name for... was briefly brought up, but otherwise, right? Yeah, for somebody at the bottom and just lost somebody that people think she was working with them and stuff, she seems to be in a pretty good spot, especially because her name barely got thrown around. It was thrown out in the beginning, but it was still Nick versus Adam and like, oh, maybe we just throw some votes on Michelle just in case. So she's in a really good spot. She has that uh, very uh, expensive advantage that she bought. That so she's, very she's in a pretty good spot. Not bad, not bad. Um, uh, I, do, I did think it was interesting that she wasn't mad that uh, Wendell got sent home. She was mad because she just wanted to be part of the vote that sent Wendell home. Yeah, and I, I, I don't blame her after all the effort and all the editing that went, <laughs> went into that. Yeah. Uh, Michelle as well is a little upset about the payoff. Well, plus, like, they were kicking it and stuff, and yeah. it obviously didn't end well. That would have been like winning the breakup kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I think she did pretty well. Uh, I think she won it anyway. Winning. She yeah. outlasted him too. Yeah, I, when, when Survivor takes your side in a breakup, you've won. I think mm-hmm. so. Um, there are a few other really fun moments here at Tribal Council uh, that I do want to I do want to touch on. Um, first of all, I think the uh, that last minute, like right before the vote, where Adam is asking, "Is it me or him or someone else?" That awkward silence. Anybody? Was, yeah. <laughs> it was such a long awkward silence, and it was great. And for a second, I actually thought Probst was just going to be like, "Do we even need to vote? Let's just do this," oh. because it was so so obvious. It felt like, yeah. And then not to step on your toes or anything, but I thought 
Tony was just amazing. Like mm-hmm. when he was telling Adam how the game works, it's like, is... yeah, we got to vote. Yep. You know, Jeff reads the names and everything. What do you want us to do? I thought that was just amazing. <laughs> it was Tony. So, it was so good. It was so good. Tony just telling people like the basics of the game. Like I said in the what we learned last week that he's kind of taking the Yule role. He's really like taking the layman's version of the Yule role and stuff and just taking like the very basics and just making people look stupid, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And it's and again, uh, part of call it part of the Tony masterclass. But uh, I, I think what Tony did here is brilliant because one, he's saying something, but two, he's not saying anything at all. Like yeah. he's responding to the question, he's he's engaging Adam, but all he's doing, you go to the voting booth, you catch the vote, you come back down yeah. here, listen to Jeff read the votes, boom, done. Well, I think Simple as that. you could tell he's annoyed, and there are so many people that were just annoyed with him at Tribal. Like <laughs> that guy's got to wear on you, and when you don't have food and you're not eating and all that stuff, like he would bug me, and I. I was watching it. I'm just like, let's just vote this guy out. Like, this is ridiculous. And just looking at the people's faces when this is all going on, other than the the jury, who it was a real kick to see the greatest players of all time kind of in shock to how crazy and chaotic the game is. I thought that was really great. Well, they're going to be a little bit of uh, post-tribal therapy at uh, at, the, <laughs> at the edge, it sounds like. It was uh, it was a great Rob episode, even though it was like it was like per minute he was like the best person on in the episode. He's taking yeah. shots at Ben. He's taking shots at like everybody and stuff. He was a good Rob ep for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, one one last thing before we move on from tribal here. Uh, did you check out? Did you check out Ethan with his uh, okay. with his scarf? Uh, He's I was going to say this fancy. is what we learned, but Ethan can rock the crap out of. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, Ethan. Yeah, sorry to step on they your toes give him, there, like, but that was a look. They should, like, they should give him two fire tokens just for the look. Yeah. Uh, I want I want I just want to say that there has been like all season long there's been uh I want to call it like edge of extinction fashion. Uh because there have been <laughs> moments where like Tyson was looking fantastic on Edge of Extinction and and Parvati was looking fantastic. And I'm not just talking like oh, island hot, right? I'm just talking like they're like going through the effort to like dress up and even though there's no reason to and they're just having a good time there uh, or at least as good of a time as you can have. I gotta admit, you're right because uh, I remember seeing Tyson in like a denim jacket and I was like, what is this hipster like doing on Edge of Extinction and stuff? And then your properties look good too, yeah. Yeah, looking fancy. I like it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Ethan's Ethan's got, you know, Ethan's a little buttoned up and everything. That's pretty good. And all their teeth look so amazing like for... You know, just having to pick at your teeth and stuff, like, the everyone's smiles are real good. Real pearly whites. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Can, all, all considered. Um, probably doesn't smell too great, but looks great. No. Uh, all right. Um, so I, I want to talk uh, I want to talk with you a little bit about the, uh, the, the challenges here. Uh, I, I teased it a little bit, the reward challenge um, that we had, and, and also the immunity challenge, because I think that was uh, pretty interesting as well. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about both of them right after this. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop, make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. All right, Lance, we are back, and uh, I, I, we're going to talk about sports. I know you love the sports, Lance. Ooh, I love me some sports. And this is as close as you're going to get to sports for the next several months, so let's talk about it here. Um, let's Still start. holding out hope for, you know, mid-May, maybe July, I yeah. don't know. Sometime well, in the summer. Yeah, maybe the NFL. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll be back uh, in time for the fall. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we've got a reward challenge here that's uh, hauling fish out of an ocean, solving a puzzle here. Um, a couple interesting things. First of all, it was a, a schoolyard pick, uh, which I think are always interesting on Survivor when they happen. Um, and uh, I was actually a little bit surprised that the schoolyard pick excluded Denise. Um, it was Jeremy and Kim were the, the two team captains who were doing the picking. Um, so I had an issue with this. Yeah. Why didn't they show the picks? I want to know who was mm. first. And more importantly, I want to know who was picked last. I, I think that would be very – I would have liked to have seen that as well. I think that's a great uh, – if not showing it on the show, give us give us a little bit in a secret scene or something. Yep. Um, yeah, give me a yeah. deleted scene of that. Yeah. I feel like that's something that Survivor would show you like, like 15, 25 seasons ago. Uh, but yeah. now we just, you know, just breeze past that. Um, yep. But the, uh, the pick does kind of divide us. Uh, it's an entire team of men. 
versus a team of women uh, plus Ben. Um, and uh, it's uh, Kim, obviously, is choosing this team of women. Um, I, again, I don't know that Denise, Denise, is, Denise just won immunity by holding on to a pole. She is strong as hell, and I'm surprised. Yeah, Denise that... is not somebody I would count out at all. I'm, 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 I'm actually visit... surprised. Not that like Adam's bad at at challenges or anything, but like I can't imagine like going Adam over Denise. I would rather have Denise over Adam. I was just thinking the same thing. It's like if it was down to them, I probably would have taken Denise, especially if that was like the difference between like an all men and all women team. That would have been pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is I have uh, one more. Uh, I have yeah. one more. Uh, problem with this okay chinese takeout delicious i get it but bring back applebee's you coward <laughs> applebee's could use the business uh um, <laughs> that's they should they do to be fair your local chinese takeout place could also probably use the business mm -hmm. um yeah. but uh but yeah this is a uh, uh this is an interesting it, i mean it's an interesting reward i like that it, it wound up with the uh, you know to get some fortune cookies there which i think can can wind up having a a little bit of fun with um, but, uh, you know, you're, you're just going to be hungry after you eat it. Right. Yeah. Is that the, that's right. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so aside from the, uh, the challenge itself, I, I think the really the biggest moment here, uh, is, is Sarah, uh, oh, yeah. after the challenge here, um, Sarah, get, I, I feel like we might not even have even seen this reward challenge had it not been for what Sarah does here. Uh, but Sarah, for seemingly no good reason, she calls it a moment of humanity here, or, or Tony mm -hmm. does. Uh, she just uh -huh. gives up her reward to birthday boy Nick. Uh, and it's, I, it's not a game move, she says. It's just to be human. Yeah, that's BS. But <laughs> it's just funny that, like, okay, I understand the move, and it's, like, a very good move if you've never played the game and you're playing with not a bunch of winners. But, like, you have two people from San Juan del Sur, and in San Juan del Sur, they do this, like, the whole season mm -hmm. that it's just a big move that they do and stuff and it's not fooling anybody it's obvious jury management it puts a massive target on her back when she was doing a pretty good job of flying under the radar and stuff and it just shows that she's playing and like i said that might work work with a bunch of newbies but that doesn't work with winners i, I gotta say I, I don't even think it works with newbies like uh, like <laughs> yeah, Jer jeremy fair. i mean jeremy explains that you know like you said you know we're talking san juan del sur here he got voted off for doing that um, if you want to look at like the instances and where, uh, go back even further than that, go back to, uh, to what I think survivor Fiji where Yao man won a car and then he gives away mm. the car. Um, and then, I mean, does not help his game doing that. Uh, it just, no, it makes crazy. you, it makes you such a, it just makes you, you're playing to the jury. Even if you're not playing to the jury, it looks like you're playing to the jury. And like Tony, again, Tony, the voice of reason here, yep. explaining to Sarah that that's all they need. Like they're, they're just looking for stuff like this to try to turn it on her. And it's, you know, it was he's really, right. it, yeah, it was really kind of sad and funny though. Like Tony's like, she's being human. She's doing a nice thing. And that doesn't work. You need to be barbaric. You I know? like this that. is how like it works that. out here yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Tony's amazing, but it's just kind of funny that, like, this is a nice thing, and he's just, like, killing her for, for being an actual human and stuff. But I actually thought Denise had the best line, goodness of my, my, uh, uh, goodness of the heart, my ass. That was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, it, and it buys her absolutely nothing with Nick either, because Nick doesn't trust her at all. Like, yeah. he, he has never never really trusted her and feels like, yeah, she's she'll give me Chinese today, and then she'll vote me <laughs> up tomorrow. And he's Honestly, right. She, she, yeah, she's really lucky that there was the Adam and all the chaos and everything because her name did get brought up. I think if this is like a regular week and stuff, she's gone like that. Yeah. They were setting it up, too. I really thought when she gave that away, I was like, oh, my God, Sarah's out. Yeah, Sarah was not really – she did not seem like she was anywhere on the, the, the target list. Like it didn't look like people were seriously coming for, for her. Like of course she's a strong player. And, you know, once you have a reason to, like, the wheels just can kind of start getting in motion here. But she was fine until here. And then she did this. Yep. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, it's know, just you, you do too much, you know. Yeah. You don't have to do that much. And then one thing that I thought about when I saw this was, what does Sophie think of this? Like, Sophie is under the radar. But people know Sophie and Sarah are pretty much together and stuff. And I just think this, by proxy, just raises Sophie's target level and stuff too mm. and we even see that in the preview for next week is we got to split them up and stuff so i think if she didn't do this sophie and sarah might just keep going under the radar but now they are 
heightened targets. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, that's that's an interesting point. I'm, I'm very curious to see if this raises uh, Sophie's uh, target level. Um, you know, I, I saw aside from that that brief moment where Sophie's name was you know being mentioned. Uh, you know, it's it seemed like she was uh, she she was doing okay here. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, even uh, when it came to this vote here, I, I would say that like Adam probably wanted to go with Sarah over Sophie because Adam thinks he can trust Sophie, right? Like he's even talking yeah. to her oh, yeah. tribal. Like, are, am I okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wonder, I just wonder if people are going to be like, we got to split them up and then maybe Sophie hits, gets a stray bullet and doesn't play her idol or anything. Like she's just in trouble. But I do think if say Sarah goes home next week, Sophie can be, go back under the radar and everything again. Yeah, um, so it should be a, on a lookout for that. Otherwise, she's just going to wind up there in the finals. That's um, right. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I want to talk. And then about... uh, one thing I did want to bring yeah. up uh, yes. is I think next week is the last week that Jeremy can use his advantage, right? Um, let's see here. Um, I think that maybe I think that may be right. Um, I don't I don't have the uh, the exact list in front of me, but yeah, I, I believe we were talking about that last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that's a that's a big thing because you know Jeremy is still a big target. His name was thrown around a little bit, but there are other people popping up. But I just wonder, does he use it just to use it kind of thing too? So that's something to keep on our radars. Yeah, um, I mean, I, there was a little, a couple hints that he might be in trouble in the "Here's What's Coming Next Week" segment. So maybe it would yep. be smart to do that. Um, but that's that's actually a really good that's actually a really good you know, philosophical question. Like, are you safer playing it, or does it make you a bigger target playing it when you don't need it? Um, exactly. And if he's worried about you know winning the game, this is a resume thing too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that all plays into it. Yeah, um, I, I want to talk about the uh, the immunity challenge as well. Um, in, in terms of like a uh, competition, I think this is a more c- compelling competition. Not that fish puzzles aren't interesting, um, but um, this is this is like a, a classic survivor challenge here. Yep. Um, where I would be terrible. I have no balance at oh all. Oh my god, uh, I would suck at this. <laughs> my feet hurt just watching them. So I would. Yeah. I would have. I would have been out almost instantaneously. Same, same for sure. Um, you know, I, I tried to figure out how I would do it, and I, I realized it, it would not matter how I did it because I would be done within two minutes. Now, I I thought uh, obviously the people that were towards the end did a really good job, but it definitely seemed like if you had any like surfing training or anything like that, if you if you are a surfer, like that seemed like your kind of competition because a lot of them were just riding the wave and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Ben there. Uh, with his, yeah. uh, with I, his I loved the, the wax on, wax off of Ben. That was amazing. Yeah, it was uh, very entertaining. Uh, almost as entertaining as Jeremy uh, trying to yeah. <laughs> trying to stay on there. Um, but yeah. I did... you know, it wasn't entertaining. What? The random music just playing, like <laughs> when it was like the final. I'm like, I kind of like the little musical cues and stuff, but this just felt like the weirdest one and everything. Yeah, the winners, the winners at war. Uh, the, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm into that. Like they they paid someone to for that song and they're mm-hmm. gonna use it. So um, I like it. It's just when they like almost every time they've used that song, it's like okay, that's kind of cool. Like as a musical cue, but this one it was just like really now. This felt out of place because they were yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I, I see that. Uh, I do want to give a, a shout out to Kim here uh, for, for first of all for winning. Congratulations for that and getting a fire token as well. But. Uh, Kim here wins her fifth lifetime individual immunity, and that's a uh, that is a that's a record. That's a record. So good for her. Congrats to her. She's I mean she's playing a really good under the radar game. Like she had those missteps in the beginning, mm-hmm. but after that she's been really strong. And then she has an idol too, right? Yeah, she's had a heck of a bounce back. Yeah, she's holding on to an idol, and it's a for real idol. It's not one of those uh, shot clock idols. She can hold on to it for for as long as she needs it. Uh, or at least to the what final five, right? Um, but yeah, she was uh, a huge target in those early days when she was hanging out with Tyson, and now all of a sudden it looks like she is in in it, and she's she's making moves, and she is uh, she was she was a part of that uh, that discussion where you know when the name Sarah came up, uh, Kim and Tyson were on a walk, and Kim's just like, no, not Sarah. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do like Kim kind of in a power position and stuff because it's really funny seeing once you get the immunity, you win immunity, you're just like you become like almost in charge. And she was like running that whole meeting with everybody, too. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, one more, one more interesting thing that I noticed at the immediate challenge that I kind of liked uh, was the, uh, the 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 good job chain. Did you did you see that? Or it was uh, yeah. I think it was Sophie started. Good job, Sarah. And Sarah said, "Good job, Kim." And then Kim uh, Nick's next to Kim, and Kim just says, "Thank you." And Nick gets nothing. <laughs> so yes, that's good. I wonder. I I did notice. That. I was like, "Is this like a girl pack kind of thing, or did they just not like Nick, or like what was going on?" But I did think that was pretty funny. This was uh, probably the funniest ep- episode we've had so far, right? Yeah, there was season. there was a lot of a lot of really good stuff in there, and uh, you know, I I I would not be surprised if that uh, women's alliance thing, uh, you know, kind of comes together here because we have had uh, th- what three votes here. Uh, We've we've uh, last three people out were were men. Is that right? We had Yule and uh, Wendell and uh, now um, Adam out. Uh, the yeah. numbers are, are back to. to well, it was bound balanced. to happen because they got rid of so many women in the beginning and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I was just thinking like at, at the end of the line, like would you be surprised if the final three is Kim, Sophie, and Michelle? Not at all. Not exactly. at all. That sounds very possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I could see that, um, you know, depending on who gets back in the game. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I think I think that's a very likely possibility there. That would be a really fun final three and just crazy for when the first three or four people that were voted out were, were women, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, uh, so we've got a lot more to we got a lot more to talk about here. Uh, I, I want to get into uh, I want to get into the uh, the edge of extinction a little bit. Um, and the, uh, the, the, uh, the transaction and the survivor, everybody loves a good survivor business report, right? Uh, so we're going to get into that and we're going to get into that right after this. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good. For a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. All right, Lance, we are back. Uh, and I, I want as promised before we disappeared, I, I want to talk about the uh, the edge of extinction here. Uh, we've got a uh, another uh, edge of extinction uh, 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 idle hunt or advantage hunt, um, and it was a uh, it's a it's a fun throwback uh, to the uh, to the first edge of extinction uh, season. Uh, you know, and I guess the note says, as a winner and a fan, you need to step back to assess. Sometimes, when history repeats, it can lead to success. And that was pointing to uh, the uh, advantage being hidden in the exact same place that Aubrey found it a couple seasons ago. Um, kudos, by the way, to uh, to Parvati for for being enough of a super fan to remember, like that. Oh, that's right, it was there. And then, like, because that did not immediately uh, uh, occur to me. Obviously, once no. I saw it, like I saw it, but like, oh yeah, that's right. She absolutely did. Like they did step back from the steps there, and you know, even it, as, as I thought, it was an amazing. It was an amazing callback, and it's like I, when I read that clue, I was like, "How is anybody supposed to figure this out?" Like that was the most vague clue, and mm-hmm. I, I actually one of the funniest moments was uh, I forget who said it, but they're like, "There's something hidden somewhere," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> how, yeah. did you, how did you know? It's a good call. Good call. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was an amazing callback by both of them. Yeah, um, and in, and a very interesting dynamic there on the Edge of Extinction because I feel like we've got our, our first like Edge of Extinction alliance going here, where it looks like it's everybody uh, together but Yule and Wendell. Uh, yeah, Yule and Wendell are kind of uh, on their own there. Uh, they also... I love Natalie just saying like we got to put them at the bottom. We don't want to be part of them. Like hopefully they get screwed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it works out really well uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. Uh, they split up into pairs, and for the reason of excluding Yule and Wendell, and Wendell wants to be a part of something too, and Natalie just said, hey, "You go with Yule, you and Yule." I thought, together. yeah, I thought this was a really just a brilliant move on Poverty's part, not just because she does she's close with all those people, but it is really just a form of jury management, like mm-hmm. hiding that stuff from her, but but like opening uh, or hiding it from everybody would be a problem, but. Being open about it, you're not really competing against these people, mm-hmm. and these are the people that are going to vote for you and stuff. So I just feel like if she gets back, she's already got a lot of people on her side, and then just being more open and honest and everything just gives her another 
chance to win this game. Yeah, I, I feel like you always have to have that like, oh, you know, maybe you're better off being selfish here and, and keeping it to yourself. But, you know, at the same time, it's it's her and Danny and they're finding it together. And it's I don't think Parvati and Danny are necessarily like a super alliance there. Uh, you know, probably if if Parvati had found it with Boston Rob, you know, maybe they would have kept it a seat. Uh, who knows how that would have been different. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate the move here where they where they share uh, where she shares the uh, the advantage, especially considering the odds of them getting back in the game are so low. Uh, and they're really just trying to, you know, survive and make the most of their time there and, you know, have a good time and just not be miserable all day long. And I think that's, uh, you know, that, that goes a little bit towards that. Um, yeah, I also think that they have to kind of like shift their mindset because they're like, OK, we're competing against these people. But then they were like, oh, we should tell them. It's like, oh, I forgot. Like, we're not really actually still in this game. Like, I don't have to be the most secretive person in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, although if there was a way for Parvati to be able to keep that secret, uh, you know, entirely to herself, or perhaps, uh, well, maybe if there was a way for her to get the four fire tokens, but only like play as if she only got the one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that may have been an even better scenario. Uh, that way they get yeah. to share, but also she's got yeah. three in the pocket. Um, yeah, being with Danny kind of messed that up. Yeah, uh, but I do really love that the they the, for the first time ever on Edge of Extinction, uh, Parvati fa- finding this thing has the option to set her price. Yes, and it's about time. Uh, I, I felt like this was going to come at some point, uh, and and maybe now that uh, the tokens are a little bit more consolidated with people leaving the game. Um, but uh, I gotta say, this is a real gutsy move here, setting it at four tokens. Yeah, like that's that's tough, and you really only—I mean, you're only selling it to one person and stuff. But like, I think they were just lucky that Michelle. All the circumstances happened to her. I think if Wendell doesn't go home, she might not buy that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. it's only for—it's an interesting advantage, and it's only till final seven. But I, to be honest, I don't blame her at all. Like, if she got voted out, you have to give those coins up. You know, you're not taking it with you. She's at the bottom, so yeah, why yeah, not? no, it. it, it makes all the sense in the world and like you know it's like i said it's a huge risk but you know kudos to her for you know going through and trying it you know parvati knows first of all um that you know michelle's loaded because parvati gave her some parvati gave her some tokens there right and uh you know wendell just showed up and and wendell handed one over as well um so there was uh you know there's there's at least some knowledge there about how many tokens she has uh and she is in trouble, right? She's on the bottom. And if there's someone who's going to be willing to spend every cent they have just for a little bit of, uh, or even a 50-50 shot at safety, it's going to be Michelle. So, you know, I, I love it. I absolutely love this uh, this thing here. Um, I, and now they're trillionaires. Or I guess if they split it up, they're both billionaires now yeah, on Edge yeah. of Extinction. Well, yeah, it's funny, funny how that goes. Uh, the one-time richest person in the island is now a, a pauper. Uh, Michelle's yeah. got no money, but uh, Parvati's got the four, right? So, good. good I'm really her. interested to see how the fifty-fifty thing works out. Like, it's going to be one of the most dramatic coin tosses, at least the most dramatic coin toss since the Super Bowl, and especially if you bet on the coin toss in the Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> yeah, it could be a two million dollar coin toss right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's a. Uh, like, I hope it gets played. Yeah. So the uh, the rules there, uh, you're going to flip it at tribal, and it's good through the final seven. Um, it, it feels a little bit, uh, a little bit of a throwback to DK Chillin, uh, when he, he mm-hmm. flipped the coin. Uh, but this one is not, this one is, it, it's the coins flip the tribal, which is, uh, which is uh, even, even more interesting, I think, than him just doing it in front of Boston Rob and Sandra. Uh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I want to talk like, uh, I, it looked like Michelle had a real hard time for a moment about whether she should buy it or not. Uh, because it was a very, listen, Sandra got an idol for one, and then Denise bought it off her for two, although she shorted her one token in that exchange. Uh, but this is by far the most expensive advantage yet to be sold, and it is one of the most questionable advantages as well, because there is a chance that this is absolutely nothing. So yep. this is very, this is a very high-risk transaction, or a very pricey transaction uh, for something that might not work at all. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 if I, in her position, uh, I, I think you got to figure that even if this, the price is not right here, 
um, you're, you might not get this chance again if you say no. Because, uh, you know, someone's going to, you're, you're not just burning yourself, you're burning the person who tried selling it to you. You know, if they find another advantage, they're going to be less likely to try to sell it to you because they're going to remember the time you didn't want to buy it. Um, so, you know, I, I think she's got to go for it. I, I think, you know, it's when, when your back's against the wall like that, you just you got to go for it. No matter what the fortune cookie says, I think you got to go for it. I, I love that she flipped the coin a couple times and then used the uh, fortune cookies as her deciding factor. But, you know, if you if you read the fortune cookies and everything, it actually kind of makes sense. So yeah. I don't I don't hate that at all. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. Good stuff there. Uh, the fortune cookies. Except, yeah. Uh, you know, the empty your empty your purse and make your heart full. So yeah. that, that's what they that's what they did. And so she gets a little bit of power. And Parvati gets a little bit of peanut butter. It is a bull market for peanut butter out there, huh? Everybody's yeah, going mad for this peanut butter. That's clearly the best buy of the food and stuff. For 100%. 100%. Because we already know that Survivor Pizza is awful. Like, every time it oh, sh they show yeah. it, like, it just looks like this congealed mess. Um, yeah. But peanut butter, that's that's good. And no you just what. get so much longer of a life from that huge thing of peanut butter. Mm -hmm. It's like two things a gift yeah yeah uh and we didn't see it on the show and we probably won't see it next episode but i didn't want to bring it up i was watching the uh, uh secret scenes uh after the uh, after the episode aired on on cbs.com and uh there is a secret scene in which parvati buys the peanut butter so uh we did not see the transaction on the show but parvati has spent her token uh she gets the peanut butter and she indeed uh is going to share it with her with her good time alliance buddies there on the island um, which is, which is fun. And the best part is wow, chunky. good for her. Yeah. The best part yeah. is chunky. It's a little uh. bit chunky. I, I feel like, uh, okay. So here's my, here's my take. I, I think if you are putting peanut butter on a sandwich, uh, you want it smooth, but if you are just eating it out of a jar on a stick, you want it to be crunchy. I think that's fair. I think if I was straight on edge of extinction, I'd want crunchy too, even though I'm more of a smooth guy. I mm. think if I'm just eating it, I think crunchy would help. Yeah. Uh, a little bit gives it a little bit of interest. Something going, a little, little bit, of, a little bit of something going on there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's. Uh, so with that in mind, the fact that Parvati did spend a token on that, uh, let's get into the uh, Survivor Business Report um, to uh, to break down here uh, all the transactions. We had five different uh, five different transactions or five different uh, uh, changes in tokens here. So obviously, uh, like you said, uh, Parvati got the four tokens uh, from. Uh, Michelle, who loses four tokens, uh, but Parvati spends a token on peanut butter, so she is back down to three. Uh, Denise gets a token uh, from Adam when Adam goes out of the game, uh, despite uh, Adam knowing that Denise was part of the plan. Uh, Kim gets a token for, uh, oh, of course, Adam loses a token there, and Kim gets a token for winning the uh, immunity challenge. Um, so with three tokens each, we have Denise... Nick and Parvati, those are the richest people in the game right now, or the richest people out of the game in Parvati's case. Uh, there are three people with two tokens, that is Jeremy, Sophie, and now Kim has two. And with one token each, we have Ben, Sarah, and Tony. Uh, everybody else is at zero. Um, so uh, so that's, that, that, that is where, the, uh, that is where the, the tokens sit right now. Um, so, you know, what, interesting to see where that goes from there. Uh, but uh, the richest, the richest, we now have a three-way tie for richest person. Wow, it's, uh, it's impressive stuff. I'm glad you're keeping count because my, you know, my uh, Google sheet is way out of, out of date. <laughs> this is there. It's it's so it's it's really tricky uh, keeping track. But I think we got I think we got that all accurate. And if not, uh, send send me an email or send someone an email. Uh, Slide in those DMs. Yeah, drop drop a. Uh, write it write it on a postcard and just drop it in a mailbox. You don't even need the address. Just write it on a postcard. The, the post office will know what to do with it. Okay, uh, so that wraps up our Survivor Business Report here. Uh, I think that wraps up uh, just about everything that uh, we have to discuss about the episode, uh, except for one thing, uh, and that's at the end of every Survivor Brother episode. I'd like to check in with you, Lance, and figure out if you learned anything here. So, Lance, did you learn anything? I learned a few things. Oh, what did you learn, dude? So we'll talk about the two that I kind of uh, touched on earlier. Ethan sure. just can wear a scarf, man. Fabulous. Good for him. Like, Good luck. Not a lot of people can pull off a scarf. He pulls it off. 
And then my uh, my second thing is there will be a hidden immunity idol in a future season of Survivor at Tribal Council. Probes and the producers are so stoked on this idea that I can already feel it. Yeah. Yeah, one one hundred percent. It seemed to me uh, like it was a uh, it was a very it was a very smart move by Adam. Perhaps a little bit too smart for the game he was playing. You know, it's like uh, it's like trying to pull off a Jeopardy move on Wheel of Fortune. Um, but like uh, I, I don't I don't know. It's 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 gonna someday. It, it's gonna look a lot better. And you know, to be fair, if if it happened on uh, Survivor South Africa, why not? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to try. Did you, what about you? You learn anything? Or I never, I, I never learn anything, Lance. You keep going. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I learned that Sarah should have enjoyed her reward. The obvious gameplay jury management moves are just going to put a bigger target on her back. And 100%. it's looking like next, like next week it could be her time. 100%. Don't know what, I just, you can't be a human. Survivor's nope. not the right place, not the right place to be a human being. Uh, no such thing as humanity in Survivor. Nope. Nope. Uh, and what else you got? Let's see. Uh, I learned that I love Tony's strategy of taking out the hyenas. I think uh-huh. it's a brilliant strategy on his part. He's banking on him being the lowest or the smallest of those big threats. And honestly, that's probably the only way Tony wins. Uh, so far, so good. And I will say that a you know, uh, grand total of votes cast against Tony is still stands at zero. Uh, not had a single vote cast against him yet. Uh, and... You know, if you go into the go into the season not knowing how it turns out, like, would you have thought that we'd be several votes into the merge, and Tony would not have a single vote cast against him, and and not even have people talking about getting rid of him? Yeah, and I mean, we're getting low key Tony, but he just understands the game so well. And I, as much as I want to see like crazy Tony start searching for idols and doing all that stuff, he seems to be in a really good spot. He just, like we said last week, he, if he can add to his resume, then. We'll see if he's got a real shot at this thing. I, I will say that, you know, I was not necessarily, like, high on Tony's uh, chances to win the game. But, like, uh, you know, and I, and I still, I, I would say he's probably not the most likely person of those left to yep. win. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he's he's at least in the hunt here. Um, he's being shown in a largely a good light whenever we see mm-hmm. him. And it showed like his knowledge of the game and his knowledge of the game strategy. Like he's advising a lot of his alliance members on on what to do and how they should play the game. And every time he says something, he's right. Uh, and the only the only time where he's really made that misstep was when you know when he was out there with Sandra and he just disappeared into a spy shack for an hour. I yeah. think that's like his only misstep. Yeah, that uh, was the biggest. Yeah, go, totally. Other than the misstep to, on the on the ladder. Well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Ladder worked out. Yeah, no one, no, yeah. no one, no one got hurt seriously. So that's Thank a, God. That's a plus for that. Yeah, uh, no one pulled a woo and fell, you know, fifteen feet down and almost died and oof, stuff. Oof. All right, uh, my last one. I've got a couple yeah. more, but I'm just gonna make this my last one. Okay. Um, as much as Ben hates hated Boston Rob, he's learning. He's turned into him slightly. You know, he's mm-hmm. he learned his trick and used it on Adam. So I think. Ben has not played the best game, but at least he's learning. And you can't say that for a lot of the people on that island. So I like that Ben is trying to adapt and become and doing, you know, Boston Rob things. Yeah. Uh, I want to I ask you a question here. We're talking about Ben. And my question is, did Ben make the right move here? Like, is Ben better off in the game for getting rid of Adam or is he worse off in the game for getting rid of Adam? What do you think? Uh, I think as a whole, I think it's worse. I think they should have played up that they hate each other and kind of done the whole, well, let's still work together kind of thing. And now it's just, it makes him a bigger target because, you know, as Nick said in, in quotes and stuff, like some of the easy targets, like you start getting really easy targets. Ben is now moving up that power ranking of who I want to get, who people want to get rid of and stuff. So I think anytime you can leave bigger threats or perceived bigger threats, you do that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I think I, you know for sure they have a just an absolutely disastrous relationship together. I mean, their relationship is about as you know as as solid as perhaps Michelle and Wendell's, uh, where they're together but they can't stand each other, uh, or they're together and they want to get rid of each other. Uh, but at the same time, they're together. You know, like they they do have something going on there. Um, they they have a history, and you know, like like Adam said at Tribal, you know, he has not cast a vote against Ben. 
and he's not necessarily uh, wasn't necessarily looking to cast one against Ben. Um, but uh, they, they, uh, the, the jury mentioned that, that Ben looks a little bit paranoid here. Uh, what, yep. what do you think? Is Ben, is Ben looking paranoid to you? I think Ben's always paranoid. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you compare it to like an Adam, then he doesn't look paranoid at all, but like <laughs> he, he definitely comes off as paranoid and, you know, Rob gets that. And I think if Rob gets that, a lot of people get that too. And yeah. I just don't see... Like, Ben's been fun in this game and stuff. I just don't see what his strategy or his plan is. Like, I just don't see how he gets to the end unless he's a guy. I don't even know if he would, like, if he got to the end, would he even get a vote? Uh, you know, uh, it probably depends on who he's sitting there with. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, it's 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 kind of a, you know, a, a tough, you know, it's a tough season where there aren't going to be a lot of goats around. Um, yep. You know, that's, you know, Adam's strategy was that, you know, when, when he played the first time, uh, you know, Adam looked like a goat himself and like he was not taken out of the game because people thought they could beat him. And then Adam wound up at the end of the game with people who looked even more like a goat than he did. So he won. Yeah. Um, yep. But it, it's just so hard. I mean, who, who are you? Like Denise isn't a goat. Like Kim's not a goat. Like where are the goats here? Like Nick, maybe? I don't know. Like there aren't a lot of goats here, I, I guess is, is what I'm saying. So that's a it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I was thinking that same thing. It's like, who is the actual goat? Who do you take and get zero votes? I think Nick and Adam were two of them that could have been doing it. And then a little side note, the challenge has plenty of goats. There was <laughs> one of the best goat speeches I've ever heard in uh, last night's episode. Okay. I, I, have not seen la I have not seen last night's episode yet. Um, so don't, don't spoil me on that yet. I won't spoil anything. Uh, but I have seen the, uh, I have seen the premiere uh, of the uh, the challenge, and I do want to I want to give another shout out to Jay, uh, Jay Starrett, uh, the first uh, survivor to appear on the challenge. Uh, Jay is amazing, like for coming out strong. Yeah, for having one episode and being the target, the guy just had one of the best like premiere episodes of being on the challenge that I can remember. The guy adds a a really fun element that you know the Big Brother and Survivor now with Survivor that they add more strategy to this, and that can only help. Yeah, and I. To, you know, beyond, you know, the, you know, the strategic gameplay aspect, just like his physical, like the challenge that he won to stay in that game. Like that is, <laughs> that is an absolutely epic challenge. And that is, that yeah. is something like, uh, you know, kudos to him for, for winning it against someone it was who great. was it, absolutely it was really just smart. jacked. Like, and he, yeah. he, 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 he did great. Um, and you know, we're, we're also the, uh, big brother brothers. So I'll, I'll give a shout out to the, uh, the big brother, uh, folks that are, that are there, uh, playing. Um, I, I know that may, maybe, uh, a swaggy C and Bailey, uh, have not been everybody's favorite, uh, favorite big brother contestants of all time, but I gotta say, like, I actually like it, Bailey was very aggressive in that opening episode, but yes, she was. I, I, I think, uh, I think that's actually text. I think that's actually good for her. Like, I think that's great because, like, I wouldn't want to go up against her. Like, I wouldn't want to yeah. like target her or, or swaggy around one. So, I think it did. Yeah, it's did gonna be interesting to see when they actually get targeted and stuff. But it's just hard not to see that they they haven't got a lot of screen time. But I texted you this that they're gonna be the new Cara, Maria, and Polly. Yeah, yeah, um, and and you can kind of understand that they have. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that. Um, more so than probably any of the other Big Brother uh, people on that that particular cast, that they just get so much, uh, just so much hate on social media yeah. Um, yeah. that they, they they do not necessarily deserve, um, or at least to the to the level and the um, you know the 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 content at which um, you know you don't like the game. That's one thing, but don't come after people for their skin color. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we can maybe we'll talk more about the uh, the challenge uh, on the uh, Big Brother Brothers someday here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun, fun to other other shows going on right now, right? I mean, Wednesday night's amazing. Like during this whole lockdown and everything, it's it's the light at the end of the tunnel. It really is. Know, a, it, really, day. it really is the highlight of my week. Um, it, it does give me something to look forward to, and now I'm just in a holding pattern until next Wednesday. So can't get here soon enough.
Well, we're almost there. Yeah, uh, and hopefully we'll, we're going to see all of uh, all of you wonderful listeners back here uh, next uh, Wednesday or Thursday or whenever uh, whenever this episode gets posted. Uh, if you would love to, uh, if you like what you heard here, we would appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the Survivor Brothers. You can do it on your favorite podcasting apps, whether that's uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, basically anywhere you can find good podcasts. You'll find ours as well. Um, and uh, if you really, really, really like what you heard, please leave us a review uh, on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, five stars only. Uh, all right. So I think that about wraps us up here, Lance. Uh, we're going to see you back here next week, uh, hopefully, and see everybody else back here, too. All right? Sounds good. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, until next time. Bye. Bye. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present... A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.